Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week in middle school, we continue our series called Atomic, where we are focusing on spiritual practices. One of the things Jesus clearly modeled for us was loving others. While we may not think of it as a spiritual discipline, if it is a part of Jesus's life, then it is a practice we too must adopt into our lives. We hope you enjoy the message. How are you guys doing? You doing pretty good? Yeah? Does it feel weird to be back in school again? No? Did anybody go to school like one day last week because of the snow? Did anybody go to school none days last week because of the snow? Yeah, they just cancel school on us now. Um, that's not how life works, guys. You don't just get to, <laughs> you don't just get to cancel everything because snow's on the ground, okay? <clears throat> you only cancel things when you don't agree with them. All right, here we go. So we are in week two, even though this is like the third week of uh, of the month, we're in week two of this series called Atomic. Does anybody remember what this series is about? I know it's been a couple weeks. Does anybody have any idea what this series is about? Anyone? Going once, going twice. Yes? Yes, I love that. Growth starts with something tiny. That's a good way to describe it. So atoms, remember, are these tiny, 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 tiny things that make up all of the things that we can see and touch and smell and taste and all of the things that we see in our universe. Uh, For better or worse, atoms make up those things. And so tiny little things make up something that can be really awesome and really great and really important, even though they are tiny. And a lot of times this is uh, true as well with habits that we develop in life, that little things that we do every day as uh, tiny or unimportant or insignificant as they may seem or feel uh, in the moment, they actually can lead to really, really big, awesome things. So the first week we talked about how practicing your sport or practicing your instrument or practicing some subject in school as uh, monotonous and as like, why in the world do I have to keep doing this thing over and over and over again? Why do I have to keep studying these kind of math equations or knowing uh, these things about the world? Or why do I have to keep perfecting my shot little bit by little bit, uh, it's because every little tiny investment can lead to something really, really big. And the same is true, what we said in the first week, the same is true with spiritual habits or spiritual disciplines or uh, practices of the way of Jesus, that as we pray and as we sit in front of our Bibles and actually read it, that as we serve, that as we do all of these things as like, man, do I really have to, like, what's the point of getting in the Bible every day? Or even maybe you thought about this morning, like, why do we keep going to church every single week? Well, as you partake in these things, as you move forward towards these things, uh, every little bit, God is using them to build up your faith and build up your, uh, your reliance on him. And so that's what we're talking about in this series is that these tiny movements, we call them spiritual habits a lot of times. Really what it is, it's just living in the way that Jesus has called us to live. It's following in his footsteps and practicing the things that Jesus did and modeled and talked about for us and, and implementing them in our own life. And that as you do, you will little by little see your faith grow. And when you come to circumstances where maybe things are blowing up in your life or in your family or at school or whatever it is, when other people may be kind of crumbling and shaking around you, perhaps after you've spent time and time again, regular time with God, maybe part of it's just showing up on Sundays, maybe part of it's just prayer, personal prayer, whatever it may be, 
that maybe when you find yourself in those moments, your faith is a lot stronger than you realized. And man, wouldn't that be a really awesome thing? So this morning, we're going to be in John chapter 15, if you have your Bibles, which by the way, I encourage you always to bring your Bibles. I know we put it up on the screen, but there's something about uh, even like, I'm okay with digital Bibles and all that kind of stuff, but there's something really cool about having the physical Bible where you can flip the pages and turn. There's all kinds of scientific studies on why it's better for you to read something that's actually written on the paper, uh, written on the pages, rather than staring at another screen and taking something in. There's something that happens when we read uh, from our paper Bible. So I always encourage you guys to do that, but you can go to John chapter 15, and what we're going to talk about today... uh, has to do, again, with our, our spiritual habits, and, and maybe one of the reasons that you would say, man, I don't know if, if spiritual habits, like, I, I just, I'm not sure what that looks like for me. I'm not sure if I have time. I'm not sure if, uh, if that's going to be able to become a part of my schedule. Like, I don't really know if, if it's going to work for me to implement these new habits. One of the reasons I think that is is because oftentimes uh, this is kind of a, a little example of what our, our energy tank looks like from day to day, all right? This picture is your energy take, uh, your energy tank in, in life. And day to day, there's, there's things that kind of drain a little bit of our energy, right? And they get our, our first uh, go after a lot of times. Uh, things like schoolwork, right? Let's just say, well, we'll give like, we'll give three. No, we'll give, we'll give like two more. We'll give five to schoolwork, okay? Because that sometimes feels like it drains you. Um, sometimes, uh, let's just say chores, okay? You got, I had to take the dog out this morning uh, before I woke up. So I was like sleepwalking, basically taking the dog out. Uh, what else do I have to do? I had to make sure that my boys were fed. Uh, you may have to make sure that your room's cleaned on a regular basis. We'll just throw a couple of those balls in for that. Uh, what, what else drains your energy on a daily basis? Anybody? What, what are things that drain your energy? Sports. Okay, so what do you got to do for sports? You got to practice. You got to like go to practice. You might have to practice at your house, right? Uh, there's some team dynamics in sports, and so you got to interact with the team. Uh, we'll just throw in three for that, okay? What are other things that drain your tank on a daily basis? Anybody? Yep. Your siblings. And how many siblings do you have, young lady? I have four siblings, so one ball for each sibling, okay? There's three and there's four, okay? Uh, what, what's something else that drains your tank? Yeah, Isaac. What is it? Pets. How many pets do you have? Just one pet. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll just put one ball in there for, for a pet, okay? We'll put another ball in there for poop. Okay, there we go. <laughs> for pet, pet poop, okay? Not any other, anybody's poop. All right, yes? Friend issues. Really, really good. So you said issues, so we'll assume there's at least two, okay? You see how this is working? You're getting to the end of your tank right now, and we haven't even talked about, like, hey, do you spend any time uh, have, have you spent time with God at all today? Okay, what are, what's like one or two more things that drain your tank? You got more? <laughs> it, not insurance, right? You said in, instruments. Okay, yes. In, how many instruments do you play? You do violin? Okay, we'll put in one for violin and one for the instrument I wish I could play, okay? What, one more. How about one more? Social media. Oh, my goodness. So we'll do one for uh, Instagram, TikTok, and what's your other favorite one right now? Probably Snapchat right now, okay? If you, if you do social media, that's probably one of your favorites. And now, now we're already at the end of the tank, okay? And you know some of the things we didn't include? Uh, parent stuff, right? Like, not that your parents are, are anything less than awesome. They all are. Uh, but we know that uh, sometimes our relationships with our parents can be a struggle, or they can be telling us to do things that we don't want to do. Um, what else do we not include? Isaac, you got another one? Can't something fill your tank? That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah, that is a great point. So, uh, and it's kind of something that we'll talk about in just a little bit, right? But here, so 
A lot of times what happens is we get to the end of our tank before we've really thought about what's the most important things in the first place. Like we, we get to this point where by the time it's time for, hey, should you read your Bible today? You're like, man, I, I'm just running on empty, right? Should I spend time with God before? I, or should I spend time with God before I go to bed? Uh, man, I don't know. I just, I feel like I need sleep. And maybe one of the biggest ones, so that's kind of what we talked about the first week, right, was spending time with God, make it a habit this year in 2022 to spend time with God. Maybe one of the biggest things, and it actually came up as we're talking about things that drain our tank, um, that, that gets hurt or gets the least attention in our lives when our tank is drained, or maybe another way to put it is it, it gets the worst of us, is our relationships with other people. Like, when our tank is drained, how... Uh, how encouraging and positive and fun are we to be around when we're just absolutely drained? Like, I know when I'm drained, I'm not the kindest person to people. My fuse is a little bit shorter. Uh, my kids get on my nerves a little bit more. My wife asking me to do things is like, mm, I'd rather sit on the couch right now, right? Like, and maybe for you, right, you're not in a position, I don't think you're a middle schooler with children yet or a wife or a husband or whatever. But, but for you, it's like, man, I... I mean, I know that my friends are messaging me, but I just don't feel like messaging them back. Or like, I know they wanted to hang out today, like after school, do something, but I think I just need to get home and I just need to, or, or I, I, like maybe you're somebody who, who is a little more naturally, like you, you would rather spend some time on your own and you're like, I know that I should like actually make steps towards people, towards having friends and towards developing good relationships, but I'm just, I'm just drained. My tank is empty. And maybe you wouldn't say it that way, but maybe this is resonating in how you feel. And with your parents, it's like, gosh, if they ask me to do one more thing, right? It's not because you don't love them, but it's because you haven't maybe given the proper first energies to those, those people. And, and listen, this is, this is a human problem. We all deal with this. If you haven't at some point been on E, running on E with your energy tank and been frustrated or upset or had a hard time getting along with someone, we can all relate to that. That's all something that we have experienced. But God has called us to so much more in our relationships. God's called us to, like, the highest thing that we can do in our relationships, and that's that we ought to love others as God has first loved us. This is so important to God that Jesus boils it down and says, hey, this is what all of life is about. It's about loving God well with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and it's about loving others in the same way. And yet, for a lot of us, before we've truly loved people during the day, all of our energy, all of our time, all of our effort is given towards other things. Now, you may not think about it this way, but loving others is a spiritual habit. It's a, it's a spiritual discipline. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes time. And it is something that God has called us to do. And if we're talking about spiritual practices and spiritual habits and spiritual disciplines as being like, hey, this isn't just, hey, something you need to check off. It's not just homework. It's not just something you're forced to do or you have to do. But we're talking about, hey, how do we live in 2022, this new year? How do we live into the ways of Jesus more than one of the top things, one of the top ways that Jesus was going about this life was in a way that was loving others? So before we dive into the scriptures, how are you doing on that? 
How are you doing when it comes to, to loving other people? And maybe don't think, I, I know it's a new year, and I don't want to make like too much of a, of a big deal about the new year, but let's not think about the, the old year, but just in these first few weeks, because I know for a lot of us it feels like a fresh start. How are you doing when it comes to loving others? Are you loving people in a way that honors God? Are you loving people in a way that, man, if somebody were to be a fly on the wall in your life, they would say, man, the way you interact with people, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's the person that you pass at the store, the person who lives next door to you, man, the way they interact with people looks a lot like the way Jesus interacted with people. Or would they say something different? Maybe you're like me, where you're like, I think sometimes, but other times definitely not, right? Maybe you're, you're kind of somewhere in the middle like that. John chapter 15 <clears throat> is a moment where Jesus is talking with his really, really close friends. And these are actually some of the words. If you want to read John uh, 13, 14, 15, these chapters right here, these are some of Jesus' very last words to his disciples. This is one of the last times he would spend with all of them there together and, uh, because he, he would go and die on the cross shortly after this. And, and so he's, he's saying some important things. Like, again, uh, this is right before he's going to die. So if there's things that you want to say, if there's things that you want to get out, a lot of times we see this in movies. It's like the most important things people can say are oftentimes on their deathbed. Don't, don't wait that long to say important things. You should say important things before that. But if, if there's a place you want to zone in or, or zoom in and see what Jesus said, maybe this is it. And I think he says a lot of really, really good stuff in these few chapters in the book of John. So maybe you want to read those too. But we're going to look at John chapter 15, verses 9 through 13 right now, and see what he says when it comes to loving others, uh, caring for others, and uh, kind of how he describes that for us, what that should look like. Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 9, it says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. So we're going to work backwards a little bit through this passage, okay? But in a nutshell, Jesus is saying, hey, the most important thing that you can do in this life is to love one another well, right? In fact, verse 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. He's saying, hey, you want to know what love looks like? You want to know what the greatest act of love is? You're actually about to see it. The disciples still didn't get it. Like shortly after this, we know if, you, if you've read through the Bible, if you've read through the book of John, we know that Jesus was about to die. But the disciples, they're still like, oh man, Jesus, you're awesome. Like, I, I'm just so excited to spend the rest of my life with you. They, they didn't know. He had told them like multiple times. They're like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> so, so funny talking about his death. So funny, you're gonna rise three days. We know, we've heard this before. But they didn't really think it was gonna happen. Jesus says that the, the, the greatest display of love is that somebody would give their life for someone else. That's exactly what he was going to do. He was going to physically give himself, give his body, dying on the cross for his friends. That is the greatest act of love. So go and die for somebody today, okay? Now, I don't 
don't like truly mean. I mean, maybe, maybe you would have to, right? Like we, we've heard stories about somebody jumping in front of a vehicle for someone else or somebody uh, taking a bullet. I feel like there's a lot of songs about that for some reason, right? Taking a bullet for somebody. Uh, but he, I, I think that there's actually like another layer to what does it mean to die to yourself for your friends? What does it mean to die to yourself for your family? What does it mean to die, to lay down your life for someone that you don't even know very well? And that is this idea of dying to ourselves. That as we go about our days loving other people, that a lot of times, even, even when there's like priorities in our life where we're like, oh man, I really need to be doing my homework right now. I gotta be taking care of that. Yeah, but what if you just did your homework a little bit later so that you could just sit and listen to this person? Or, man, like, I, I, got, I, got, I got sports, I, I, need to, I need to practice for this thing, and, and it's just going to take a lot of my energy to do this thing for my friend. So maybe I'm just not going to answer them. And, you know, sometimes there are life things, and you got you to make sure you're prioritizing well. But, but in friendships, in relationships, in family interactions and relationships with your family, oftentimes you have to give something up of yourself. You have to sacrifice something from yourself. You have to lay down your life for this person so that you can love them. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's your energy. Sometimes it's other things in life like, oh man, I just really want to play video games. Yeah, but... Dude, your mom's been asking you to do this thing for like 14 days, right? How about you do that for 20 minutes and then go play video games? Jesus says that the greatest showing of love is that one person would lay down their life for another. And we, in small ways, I'm not actually telling you to go die for somebody. Like maybe there's a situation where that ends up happening way down the road for you. Like there's missionaries who give their lives for people and and all kinds of stories like that. But I think that God is asking us in, in another layer of this that, hey, love is going to require you to actually give something up for the betterment of somebody else. Think about that as you consider what it looks like to love this year. <clears throat> so uh, working backwards, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. We've talked about this a lot in here before, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But here is the call for how we love other people. If it's not just laying down our lives for, uh, for other people, but it's doing, hey, in all the ways that Jesus loved his disciples and how he talked to them and how he cared for them and how he listened to them and how he served them, all of those things, that's how we're called to love other people. It's a really, really big calling. And then let's read, uh, for the sake of time, let's read through verses 9 through 11 real quick and get some good stuff out of here. Verses, verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. So Jesus has been showing the disciples what love looks like. Not just like his idea of love, not just like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if this was what love looked like? But he's getting his, his love directly from God the Father. God the Father, giving his love, showing love to Jesus. Jesus showing his love to disciples. Us being able to read about that and see what that love looks like. Us being able to receive his love and then be able to give that to other people. That's kind of the way that this goes. And then this last part, let's, let's just, we'll stop here. Verse 9, abide in my love, the end of that verse right there. Here's, here's what I want to say about that. Isaac was getting to this earlier. Oftentimes, 
When it comes to, maybe you're hearing what I'm talking about, you're like, yeah, I know, but I'm still tired. Like, I'm still drained. I still, I don't think I have the energy to love people in the way that Jesus is calling us to love. I, I don't think I have that. I don't think I can do that. Good. Because none of us were meant to do this on our own. That's this idea of abiding. Abiding in God's love. Abiding in the love of Jesus. Abiding in him. Literally, it's making your home. It's living in that kind of love. It's letting that love be what's on your mind and on your heart at all times. And letting that love be what propels you and even allows you to love other people well in the first place. I think that if you don't quite know what abide means, if you have any kind of screen in your life, I think you know what abide means. I think a lot of us abide in our screens, whether it's your phone or your tablet or your computer, far more than we abide in God's love. Because what happens? The more time we spend around screens is like, well, one, the more time we want to be around screens, oftentimes it's like this weird addiction thing that's kind of built into them. Uh, Two, it shapes how we think about the world right? Like, oh, well, this is what I saw on the internet. This is what I saw on social media. This is what I saw this person doing. Three, it, it helps us, or, or doesn't help us, it gives us an idea of what we should think about ourselves. So it says, hey, well, this person was doing that. Maybe I should be doing that too. This person was wearing that. Maybe I'm supposed to be wearing that too. This person was talking like that. Maybe I should be talking like that too. It gives us a lens for all of life. It, it tells us Hey, this is what life is supposed to be. This is what life is supposed to look like. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, 99.9% of that is a lie. But we live in it. We abide in it. For some of us, what happens online is more real than what happens in reality. And that's only increasing. That's, in some ways, what it means to abide. What if we were abiding in God like that? Like, nope. The way I'm going to see the world is how God sees the world. The way I'm going to see myself is how God sees myself. The way I'm going to interpret things, the way I'm going to love people is how he loved, like all of that stuff, that's what it means to abide. So what happens when we abide? When we're abiding, here's the deal. You may be drained by your pet and their poop, but as you abide and you spend time with the Lord, he says, nope, hey, remember what's true. Let me give you a little bit of energy. Hey, remember, you're loved. Remember, you're, you're here for a bigger purpose than just to satisfy yourself. Hey, remember, we'll give like 10 to this, right? Jesus gave everything so that you could have everything. Jesus gave all of his life so that you could have life and life abundant. And that as you spend time with him, it's what Isaac was saying. And yeah, there's other things that are like fun and they give us a little bit of energy for a momentary time. But as you spend time with God, you don't have to worry so much anymore where the energy is going to come from because he actually gives you some of his energy. That as you abide in his love, it actually allows you to love. To love him well and to love others well. So, For us this morning, I'll I'll ask the question that we started with in some ways. How are you loving people this year so far? Just think about the last couple weeks. Is it in a way that would glorify God? Is it in a way that if somebody's watching from afar or from near, they'd say, man, that looks like the love of Jesus, or does it look like something else? What would it look like for me and for you to day by day, start abiding a little bit more in the love of God, so much so that it starts to shape how we love him and love others. 
I, I want by the end of 2022, I want to be a better lover of people than I was to start the year. Like, I want to grow in how I love. I don't want to be a more mean and hateful person because I know that stuff's within me too. But I, I want to be somebody who loves at least a little bit more like Jesus by the end of this year. And I want you guys to be there with me. Let me pray. God, <clears throat> you have loved us more than we deserve. That's clear. We turn our back on you over and over again. We, we sin. We go our own way. We try to be our own God. And yet, you, you love us. So much so that, that Jesus did do the greatest act of love that anyone in history has done or seen or heard about or could imagine in giving himself on the cross. Father, let us not take that for granted. In fact, let us, let us see that act and the entire life of Jesus and be people who strive to, to model that in our own lives. People who our greatest desire is to love like you have first loved us. Help us to do that little bit by little bit and maybe some of that starts to happen or be made clear in our small groups. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.